Hey guys, this is just a reminder that before you listen to today's episode of Circle Back Podcast, it's a raw and honest conversation. We recognize that certain topics can elicit strong emotional responses or evoke distressing memories. Hey guys, welcome to Circle Back Podcast. My name's Hannah. And I'm Corey. Um, so, what a fun day. Yeah. Right? It's been a good day. It's been a good day. Long, but it's good. It's been fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been long. It's like the tundra outside. Yeah. I think I said that before, but it's just ice everywhere. It's ice. We had six inches of snow, though. Mm-hmm. So Eight degrees. Eight degrees, six inches of snow, the tundra. So, anywho, but we do have someone here that loves the winter. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that, but we have Jessica. Hey. Well, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so Jessica's here with us, which we really appreciate you being here. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to be here. So tell us about, so I saw you the other day. Yeah. And I'm just going to go and jump into this. That yes. she told me she had seven themed Christmas trees. Yes. Mm. Themed. Wait, what? Yes. So we are we are just big big Christmas people. Um, actually, you know the backstory in it is um, my husband and I were mar- got married twice. Um, the first time we got married, we actually got married December twenty third, and nobody knew. It was kind of just a little private thing, and um, we've always been Christmas people. And so when we had our big wedding in May, it was a Christmas wedding. Uh, everybody thought we were crazy. There's like, why are there trees everywhere? Uh, we had a big 12 foot tree at the altar that I like handmade all these chrismons, um, mm-hmm. which are just Christian symbols. Um, my husband grew up in Methodist and that was kind of the, what, what they did. They all had like the chrismon trees. And so I had that as a 12 foot tree. And um, that's just something that him and I both connect on, on a totally different level. And so our front yard is, we have like 20, I think it's like 20 trees in the front yard that we set up and we decorate. And then inside the house, we have seven different trees. Mm-hmm. Um, like each of our kids. So like my oldest daughter has a Star Wars tree. She's a huge Star Wars fanatic. Um, absolutely love Star Wars. Um, our, our three littles, they share a room and they have a tree that's mainly just covered in all the ornaments and stuff that they've made at school that won't fit on our big tree. And our big tree that's in our living room is like our, it's like the one that has all the family ornaments that have our names on them or ornaments that have been given to us or some of the kids stuff. Um, I was really sad. I came after everything. was. I know. I know. Cause we have so much like our house. (laughs) It's like, it's like the inside of a Hallmark movie. Wow. It's like Christmas on crack is what we tell everybody. It's like Christmas exploded. Um, that our, has to be super fun, though. It is so fun, and it's so magical, and it's so, like, when you turn all the lights off in the house and you just have the Christmas lights on, it's, like, so warming. And You, you almost hate to get rid of that stuff because there's, like, it, the atmosphere changes in it the is, home. You take everything away, and you're like, oh, man, your house is so boring. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. like, it's almost like you moved out because we have so much stuff, <laughs> so... Um, so do you take it down as soon as Christmas over? No. So I am 
like one of the minorities, like I like to leave my stuff up as long as possible. Um, I always wait till um, epiphany. And then Mm -hmm. like, I usually do it the day after epiphany, which we are not of the faith that epiphany is even a part of, which I I believe is Catholic. Um, That's not something, but for me, it's just an excuse. I'm like, (laughs) epiphany, you know, Hey, (laughs) got to keep it up till at least the 12th day of Christmas. Um, Because that's just who I am as a person. (laughs) So I think it's great. I, we do, I had four Christmas treats this year. Oh. Never had that. Never, never had that. I think it's wonderful. So, yeah. I had my main one, which this year I went with like a skinny tree. Mm-hmm. Like a pencil tree. Yeah, I liked it. It was nice. And then we had our regular big one in the dining room because it's it wouldn't fit in the family room mm-hmm. since I rearranged everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. Um, and then, so I had... The pencil tree, the regular tree. I had a pencil tree in the playroom. And then I had Eli had a tree up in his bedroom. Does he mess with his tree? No. Does he, like, take the ornaments off? No, no, no. See, we we had to always remind our kids, like, stop taking the ornaments off your tree. Because yeah. we would walk in their room, and they would have taken everything down okay. and then put it all back up, like, redecorated. Oh. I'm like, oh, my gosh, guys, stop. Like, Well, Eli didn't want oh. ornaments. He just really wanted the lights. And yeah. so I took him to the store to get a tree that he wanted, right? <laughs> and he decided he wanted a black tree, yeah. actually. So that's what we went with. Well, and that's what Elizabeth has for yeah. her Star Wars tree. Yeah, because Star Wars. Black tree. Yeah. 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 Well, my kid's just a psycho and wants black trees. <laughs> I mean, you know, did it black. Yeah, he did it for fair. Uncle Corey. He wanted it's, to. It's fair. Yeah. I mean, our we have. MLK Day. Yeah, it's there you go. So I hope great. you took it down that day. Yeah. You know, it's like a <laughs> that's omen, a, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we just and. I also have our like all of our ornaments from our mm-hmm. Christmas um, from our wedding. That's in a pencil tree in our dining room, oh, nice. and it's all gold and white. And it's probably one of my favorites just to like sit and look at because it's so yeah like, sentimental, sentimental and pretty. My husband has a Mississippi State tree that we put up, which is just that's his alma mater. So for him, mm-hmm. that's you know yeah. we have a whole tree. The only tree that I didn't fully get up this year was my friend's tree and um, yeah. friends the TV show. Um, Oh, I thought I'm, you were talking about your, like, No, no, I, like I am a huge Friends fan. I actually have Friends socks on underneath of these socks. Um, I just, it sits out on our deck, and we have, like, our fire pit and stuff out there, and we have, like, the gazebo over mm-hmm. it, and um, it's just such a fun place to sit and just to be yeah. in, like, just to be, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it this year. I really struggled with uh, Matthew Perry's death like mm-hmm. my like I know it's just a character like people are like oh it's just an actor it shouldn't be that big of a deal and I'm like oh but it is like yeah. that for me is like a friend yeah. like that's a person yeah I mean I've been watching the show for like 25 years yeah. Yeah. you know like it was the show I watched growing up it's a show that I always watch half of my quotes come from that show <laughs> I mean I can just spout all that off and yeah. so for me it was just it was really hard this year mm-hmm. and I just said you know what it's okay yeah take a break take your time yeah, and yeah. everything just sat in the bucket, and I was oh, staring gosh. at it. And I was like, oh, you need to go put it up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was weird. I never really, like, I was that person that was like, oh, how can you be sad over someone you've never met, mm-hmm. you know? But then, for some reason, when Paul Walker <clears throat> died, like the Fast and the Furious character, yeah, I, like, was so sad. Like, I have no idea. Like, it was so weird. Well, Paul Walker was the person. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? No, no, no. Paul. That's his real no, name. That's his, that's real, his name. real name. Yeah, yeah, but you said the character. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, well, I think she meant the I character meant the, from. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, look, I think it's okay though, because like, yeah. he's in a lot of movies that mm-hmm. I feel 
for me, like Matthew Perry was in so many movies that are comforting to me. And like a lot of times for me, I'll put on friends at the end of the day when I've had a stressful day, I'll just put it on and listen to it and watch it. And it's just something like having the background noise and hearing it constantly. And so now like I even, I think I've only watched one full episode since his passing and that's been hard for me I think has caused some anxiety for me because I don't have it but it hurts my heart too because it's just like my friend is gone yeah and I mean I know that I never met him personally but like it's a hard it's Mm -hmm. it's a hard um realization I think I I'm realizing I'm getting older in life and I know that I'm not old but like I'm getting older in life and I'm realizing that there's a lot of people are around me are starting to pass yeah and it's like oh gosh and it seems like they're passing younger and younger yeah. younger and younger and I'm like, right, yeah. what is happening? and i read in like matthew perry i read his uh, autobiography that he let out yeah. or that he put out and i had read it before his passing you know it's just who it is and i struggled with drug addiction for a long time and so for me i felt like it gr- made me grow closer to him yeah, in course. that sense of like understanding what he was talking about yeah I hate that when, when people pass, and definitely in the, um, I don't know, TV world. Maybe the world, industry, yeah. yeah. Like, they put such an emphasis on, like, their their autopsy of how they die. And, like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're not worth mourning or mm-hmm. something like it's that. Like and it's like this big headline news of, like, oh, he died of ketamine. Right. And it was like, but no, read actually read the article, like – do more than just yeah. read read the headline. Right. Read we, the article. We like negativity. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we we love people. Calamity. It's just so it's, sad because I do news. think about people yeah. that like were his family, like mm-hmm. his family yeah. members, and you know, and I'm like, how sad that they focus on. He did a lot of good, but they're focusing on, oh well, he was a liar because he died. You know, and yeah. and that happens throughout the industry all the time, mm-hmm. and it's just and it's it's, crazy. it's it's not fair too because I think like. For us as people who are not famous people, you know, we have a a family member, somebody die, (laughs) and it's an instant mourning. We have that. We don't have to worry about it making national news. I mean, unless your family member that died was like Jack the Ripper, you know, like (laughs) a big, a big murderer or something. It's not national news and we can grieve in private and we can have that moment. But for like a family like that. Yeah. It's, I can imagine. It's front page news. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And anytime somebody who's connected to that person leaves their house i mean the other characters the other actors in the show like they couldn't leave their house because paparazzi had surrounded their house and it's like they just want to they just want to mourn the loss of their friend Mm -hmm. by themselves and And, sometimes that's okay with like how quick social media and everything is sometimes people will know before they know it's who it is oh yeah so like they're reading about oh there was a car wreck on blah 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 and that's it's like really have, prevalent around here. Have, yeah, it is. But they <laughs> yeah. have no idea it's actually their loved one, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, or they'll find out through that first before, like, a police officer were to yeah. tell it. And just, that's hard. I can't, I, it'd be terrible. I it's awful. Yeah. I can't. But, I, I mean, if I can be honest, that what happened to my own brother who passed away. Really? Yeah, it was released online before it was, before, like, really? the family knew about it. And mm. so, uh, one of his oh. roommates and stuff. And so it's just I did not know that. That's crazy. That is awful. That's me. Yeah, I'm just oh. uh, not a fan of that. Not yeah. a fan. Well, what a fun, exciting, and <laughs> intro. <laughs> My bad. Super happy. Just, we'll no. talk about the death of famous no. people. Hey, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Leave it to Jessica. No, she talks good. about the most random stuff. <laughs> um, but you, so you had mentioned your kid. You have four? I have four. Four kiddos. Um, my oldest is 16. Uh, she'll be 17 in June. Um, 
March. Sorry. I got so many kids. I don't remember when their month <laughs> of their birth. Which is weird because three of them are March and one is June. Oh, wow. So it's like, you shouldn't forget this, Jessica. But, whoo. Um, yep. She'll be 17 in March. And it's crazy that I am one that I have a child of that age. Yeah. That's just crazy. And to think it was just yesterday when she was a baby. It's mm-hmm. just crazy. Like, well. I'm I'm not ready. Like we're we're doing college tour stuff. We're doing college information and and just all this. And I'm I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I'm like I am so. It is not even the financial aspect of oh, it. Yeah, it's sure. the oh my gosh, yeah. she's about to be an adult. You finally have to like let go own. of like I'm still mom, of course. Always. But like I don't have her under my roof to be mm-hmm. like, you can't do this or you, you mm-hmm. don't have that control. You're yeah. transitioning you know I mean? into well, and like a friend. I don't yeah. know if you yeah. ever had this, but for me, I had so much control over me as a child, mm-hmm. but with my mom, she was very controlling, very, she hovered over everything, not necessarily a helicopter mom. It was more of the, I'm in charge. You do what I say. She mm-hmm. wanted that. That, that is she, yeah. who she was. When I broke free of that, there was for a long time, I would, contemplate doing something like I'm going to go to the store. And I was like, who do I ask permission to go to the store? Like I'm a grown adult. I'm 22 years old with a baby. And I'm like, I need to let somebody know Mm -hmm. I'm going to the grocery store because I need permission. Mm -hmm. And so I never want her to feel that way. But at the same time, I want to know she's going to the store. (laughs) My mom is still. You know, (laughs) because I love her and I want to make sure she's okay. Anytime I leave my mom's house or anything like that, she's always like, call me when you get there. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, she or, called when you were at my yeah, house. She's yeah, like, like, yo, I'll be yeah. home in a few minutes. It will literally, like, <laughs> Matthew hates, like, not hates it, it's nice. But, like, it'll just be starting to rain or something. It'll be, like, 4 a.m. She's calling. She's like, just so you know, it's raining out. And we're like, <laughs> we know. Man, I tell you, I would yeah, give yeah, anything yeah, for that. I mean, like, if it's storming and stuff, she's going to call. Which I appreciate because, like, mm-hmm. I, that's how I, we don't have local news. Like, yeah. I mean, we just have Netflix and stuff. So, like, when she calls, I'm like, okay, it must be bad because she she has that news on, you know. Oh, well, my husband is so, um, he's an electrical engineer, mm-hmm. and he has everything. Like, our house is wired up like Fort Knox. Like, there's cameras everywhere. <laughs> We've got all the stuff. Like, my phone, I can literally turn my car on from my phone. Ooh. Like, I can turn the fireplace on. Like, all, like that's just who he is as a Smart person, home. and I love it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so when we have a weather my phone goes off like crazy and it's like tornado 2.78 <laughs> miles. And, you know, it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But at the same time, it's in, in situations like that, it's great yes. because I can, I will literally be texting friends being like, okay, you live on this street and you're going to be in, in the yeah. wake of this at X amount you're of time. You're my mom and, for the friends. Yeah. yeah. And I will call people or text them and, um, it's funny because people will be like, oh, thanks for letting me know. We were just chilling watching Netflix. Yeah, I had no yeah. clue what was going on. I'm like, well, you better get into your safe spot because <laughs> <Yeah>. it's <laughs> about to go down. <laughs> we just had that one bit, that storm before this snowstorm or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was pretty rough. We had to get in the bathtub. <laughs> well, that was in December, right? Yeah. 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 yeah mm-hmm. That was the one um, the that went through Man- that went through Manchester. Yeah. Yeah. We might. So the direct path of the storm was going over some of our friends from mm. church, and I was like, hey. Y'all need to da 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 mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm putting I'm putting um, bike helmets on all the kids oh. right now. And I was just like. Bike helmets? Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently it's that's an idea. Thing. Like, yeah. people do this to, like, protect their kids' heads. It was that bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, bad. It was a pretty rough one. Yeah, Corey, you just chilling, aren't you? 
there. It was, it was rough. I don't even know. know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So okay. Yeah. So and so my second. Well, my kids. I have yes four. <laughs> I have a one that's about to be seventeen. I have a uh, my next one is Charlotte, and she'll be nine in June, and she is the funniest kid. Um. She has no filter. Mm. She will tell you how she feels when she feels it and what's up. Like she just, this is who she is. Yeah. Um, I think she gets a lot of that from me. And sometimes, no. I mean, she looks oh. a lot, she looks a lot like her dad, but then she'll open her mouth and I'll go, oh, there I am. Yeah. <laughs> there I am right there. Um, and then I have twins. They will be seven in March, uh, Samuel and Susanna. And it's just, I can't believe that they're fixing to be seven. Like that's just crazy to me because I was just pregnant with them. Time like, flies. It goes so fast. Yeah. And I just, I look back and I'm like, wait, I'm a mom of four. How did that happen? Oh, gosh, I'm a mom of four. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you have your hands full. But full of blessings. Full of, ble- full right. of blessings. Right. It's so yes. much fun. I always thought I would have a big family. Like, yeah. Because I have a lot of brothers. Matthew has a lot of brothers. And I was like, okay, we'll probably, I think... Matthew, you can tell me if I'm wrong. When we were dating, we were, like, talking about, like, the future, about kids. And we're like, we'll probably have, like, four, five kids. Oh gosh, yeah. And, um, like, we were so excited about it. And then we had Eli, and we're like, yeah, probably one's fine. <laughs> You're like, we're good. Yeah, we're good. like, one is probably good for us. And so <laughs> I would so have more kids right now. Like, mm-hmm. I would totally, I'm down for it. But my husband is like, mm. <sighs> I think we good. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Well, are you, are we though? Yeah, are you sure? I don't feel complete. Yeah. <laughs> we just have one more. He's like, no, because my oldest daughter is from a previous relationship. Um, my husband has adopted her, but, um, when him and I got married, we got pregnant with Charlotte. So we had one. And then the next time we got pregnant, there was two. And so we joke around. We're like, we know how to count at this yeah. point. It goes one, it goes two, it goes three. And my oldest will say, no, you just doubled because yeah. you had me and then you doubled with Charlotte and then you doubled again with Samuel and Susanna. So you're going to double again. So you're either going to have three kids or four kids in your next pregnancy. Yeah, and luck. my husband's like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to risk it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, and I'm like, eh, you know, yeah. cheaper by the dozen, right? <laughs> Such a good movie, right? It is. Such a good <laughs> I haven't movie. seen it in a long time. I'm going to watch that later. <laughs> um, so let's hop into, so I was at your house and, you know, we were talking, we had a good conversation. I had a fun time. Yeah. Um, I think we both even thought we we're like, man, we should have just had microphones right here. Yeah, we, we did. Just yeah, recorded just it right like here. We should have just, yeah. Yeah, just had this right here. Um, but we were talking a little bit about, <coughs> Sorry. Um, about uh, just community, about mm-hmm. lack of community. Let's hop into that a little bit. I in so, your in your mindset of because you've heard all the podcasts. Oh yes, yeah. so I, and I shout out so, to Jessica. She's <laughs> heard every. I, I've listened to them all, and which is funny. You know, just hopping back on the friends train for a minute here. I am a total Monica. I am a. Mm. It has to lay a certain way. It has to be done the right way. Like that's just who I am as a person. Um, I have struggled with that mm. my entire life. Um, not so much a perfectionist, but I definitely want to know what's going on, what's happening, how I can fix it before I actually get into the situation. And I was telling Hannah that I had gone back and I had re-listened to all of them because I was like, I don't want to talk about the same thing somebody else says, or I don't want to make somebody feel bad by something I say and be like, oh yeah, you know, I don't agree with you. (laughs) Um, You're crazy. And um, I started counting the... mm, yeah, she was counting. Your I was oomphs. counting them, and I got like lost at like eighty four. <laughs> I was like, "Oh gosh!" But um, yeah, no dedication. But, well, and I just I listen to it when the kids are at school, or when I'm you know when I'm working on my business or whatnot. And um, 
If you guys are listening, please be Jessica. Please oh, my listen to <laughs> all listen. I don't know. Episodes. I don't know. They haven't heard what I have to say yet. <laughs> um, and the whole first season, a lot of it was about community and what community is and the perks yeah. of community. And a lot of times I listened to, like, I heard what was saying, like, you know, Jonathan, I already approached Jonathan and told him, I was like, man, what you had to say about perseverance and running mm-hmm. and give me back my banana. Like, that was funny to me. And mm-hmm. I giggled, like uncontrollably listening to it the second time because I knew it was coming. I just couldn't remember when he was going to say it. And then when he did say it, I was just like, Ooh, that's an idiot. But I disagree with a lot of the conversation about community. Yeah. And that is coming from somebody who I struggle with community. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not a friendly person or I just struggle with it because I have a lack of right. community. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of my community lack of community comes from things like church hurt Mm -hmm. or from people hurt you know they say oh hurt people hurt people and it that's totally true Mm -hmm. across the board but there's so many things that I feel like communities become can almost become like a click Mm -hmm. and and I am so anti-click yeah that I usually will stray away from that and the the differences in communities and I really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Like I do too. It's I do. funny because I do. I struggle with it. Like I, I will talk about community for hours. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm a true believer in community. I think it's, it, it's very important, but I've always lacked community. And when I thought I had community, it was very clear. I didn't. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's hard because it's like, and I think I told you this and I think I was like, I'm going to write that down, but I totally wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> But I was talking to her about, you know, everyone has something to say about community. And it reminds me a lot of, like, everyone having something to say about a big topic like uh, homelessness. Mm -hmm. We all want to talk about it, but no one wants to do anything to help it. Mm -hmm. There's no action behind the talking. I mean, they'll have the... They'll have the the words to say on how to fix it. Yeah. But then there's never any action behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Or meeting people where they are. Right. And the lack of community. Um, and so I was, you know, Jessica was talking about that and talking about how, you know, I don't want to talk about something someone else is up, but like the perspective of, it was kind of like the episode where I talked to Adrian about grief. Mm-hmm. She was living grief. Right. When she was talking about grief. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about community when you're lacking the community because it's a different perspective. Right. right? Um, and so... Yeah, I think that it's just something that is very, very relevant because a lot of people are feeling that way, but no one knows what to do, and I'm very confused about it. Yeah. Like, th- how is that a thing? I think you know? I think people think, oh, I'm in a community, or I'm building a community, and that's that's great, but take a step back and look at who is in your community mm-hmm. versus who's not in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, look, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure this will ruffle feathers and step on toes. And I mean, that's just, again, who I am as a person. I heard a, I heard, <laughs> I heard a preacher once say, um, if you came to church today and you don't walk out of here with your toes bruised, I didn't step on them hard enough mm. and you didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. And that has always stuck with me because what am, what are we learning? Yeah. Like, isn't life about learning things yeah. like we're supposed to learn. And there are so like, okay. So we'll start with just in general, mom groups and their mom community. 
oh my gosh. <laughs> like I, like, I feel like the only prerequisite to be in a mom group is you have to be a mom. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the way it should be. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many mom groups that they have very, they, they exclude people. And I don't yeah. think most of them even realize that they're doing it. I don't think so. And I yeah. think that's the, that's where we need to call it out and say, Hey, do you realize what you're doing? But also then you have to worry about offending people because mm-hmm. everybody's offended about something, yeah. you know, they're offended that you called it Royal blue and it's Navy blue. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like yeah. we're, we're in the middle of trying to figure out what is appropriate in today's society versus what's not appropriate. And so you're going to offend somebody in some way, somehow. So I think, what sorry, you, about yeah, sorry about it. <laughs> I think what Oops. you said about like, I don't know that they realize it. Mm-hmm. I think the key is that naturally we gravitate towards people that are like us, mm-hmm. like interests, like, you know, so you have moms. <laughs> so you have moms that say that live in this neighborhood. That's they're going to gravitate. Yeah, they're going to yeah. gravitate. And but then the mom that lives on on the other side of tracks feels like, okay, I don't I li- belong. I literally wrote that down <clears throat> yeah. as something that there is a difference in community where there's, you know, they all they all grew up together, mm-hmm. and so they're all raising Definitely their kids together. Oh yeah. yeah, and they're all raising their kids together. And I'm over here like I'm trying to raise my kids with y'all too. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I. Me, my perspective, I feel left out. And I don't know if it's because I wasn't raised with you guys. I didn't grow up here. I'm a Michigander. Listen, cross the board. My my northern tone gets in the way a lot. I am not a sweet southern belle. I have no plans on being a sweet southern belle. Um, I will bless your heart and mean it the ignorant way versus yes. the way. Uh, it's just who I that's again who I am as a person. That's like one of my favorite lines. I, I but there's there's this let's let's join together and raise our kids together in that so that our kids do not feel that exclusion as they yeah. as they get older and i think the one of the things that i had written down is there is a a big gap in community when it comes to financial status mm. and that bothers me so much yeah. and I mean, you have people on this side of the tracks, they're all friends. And then you have people on that side of the tracks that are all friends. And why can't we just meet on the track and okay. all be together? You know, I mean, I preach? mean, don't, yeah. don't be out there in the yeah. middle when the train's coming, but like, why can't we just come together as a group? I mean, I know we all have different thoughts, um, or opinions, but I've always taught my kids, you have a different opinion because of what you've experienced. Mm -hmm. I have a different opinion on drug addiction because I've been there and what? Oh, I just said, Oh, oh, sorry. I've been there. I've been sober for 17 and a half years. And so for me, I can look at drug addiction and go, okay, what's the root of it? Where somebody else might be like, their mama needs to spank them, you know? And it's like, that might be the problem, you know, like there's, you have to look for the root of the problem. Um, And like this with the community, having community with one another, financial strain should not be a a reason why you're not a part of a community. And it's, it's just not, it's not okay. No, I think that, you know, I think we have to live. So naturally, like I was saying, naturally you're going to, you're going to go with people you are like with. However, you have to wake up every single day and make a con, I hate this word. Conscious. Conscious. Yes. Conscious. Decision to be uncomfortable. 
Oh yeah. And be okay with being uncomfortable because mm-hmm. that's the, that's why like even this podcast, I was like, I don't want people to think just like me. Right. I don't want a bunch of Hannah's. I want people to, to challenge me and to walk beside me and the, you know, and so I think you have to make the decision to say, Hey, you know what? She's a mom. Doesn't matter where or whatever it may right. be. And so we have that in common already. Right. right. And that's where it should be. Is like, we have that, we have being a parent in common and guess what my kids are different than your kid mm-hmm. and your kids different than my kids but that shouldn't be a barrier like we're still going to experience them as babies <laughs> and not sleeping or yeah. having massive explosion yeah. diapers you know if like you're acting we're like gonna you're go, okay when we're your kids go not sleeping you're, you're yeah right we're <laughs> all going to at least walk into some place with mismatched shoes yeah. and just be like uh I'm here. I made it. I'm here. Don't look at what I'm wearing. I'm sure I smell. (laughs) That was the baby on the way here. Yeah. And I think that just with community with like, if we just talked about not mom, just in general, no, no, it's like, it's, if we're talking about what's alike, we're human. There you Uh go. Like that's enough. Like, you know, and, and, and it's just like, I, I mean, I can, it's not that I'm white, he's black, and, like, that's not, he's a human, I'm human. Mm-hmm. That's a connection already. Yeah. yeah. There's no, did you want to say something, Corey? I know you kind of. No, I mean, I just want to go back to what <clears> you were saying. I think one of the problems is, and you brought it up, is that we're not willing to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're so used to our, our comforts that um, that's just what we just used to, and that's what we want to be around. And we don't grow, and we don't learn, and we don't change until we get to that place where we are uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. Where we do have challenges, where we do have someone who's, you know, trying to push us forward and move us to a certain place. And I think that's a part of being uncomfortable. When yeah. you're uncomfortable, you don't sit in uncomfort. Mm-hmm. You move. Mm-hmm. And when you move, that's when the growth happens. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to sit in the same spot and let your leg fall asleep yeah. and just stay there and be like, well, my leg fall asleep. Can't move. No, you're going to move so that you can yeah. wake your leg back up. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing in this is being uncomfortable is what's going to cause you to move. Yeah. And we are sitting here talking about, you know, community and, and what we need to do. And what I don't know. God, I cannot tell you how many nights of like lost sleep I've had just thinking, what is the answer to community? Okay, Hannah, have a Bible study at your house. Okay, Hannah, like do this. Okay. Do, like, you know, do all these things. And, um, I still don't know the answer. I mean, I'm not, you know, but I think, we have to, going back to what you were saying, going back to the root of it, is why, why community? Why do we need it? Why is it important? Because when you're in isolation, it's very dangerous. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ. We've, we've had, uh, Hannah and I had this conversation. Um, but I wrote down things that I had wanted to share that I really felt like God had placed on my heart on, on how to, you know, stay on topic or whatever, because <laughs> I have a trailer. <laughs> but you said that, you're not supposed to be alone and scripture in Genesis tells us we were not meant to be alone. It's, it is not good for man to be alone. That's, I mean, that's the basic of it. Yes. We're supposed to have a partner, but even then isolation does so much damage to your spirit and your mind. I mean, look at these people right now that are going through this snowpocalypse, mm-hmm. snowmageddon. They're like going crazy because they're like, we're home alone. Yeah. We're stuck with these kids. Well, COVID, you know, yeah, COVID, COVID, COVID was huge. COVID. Like, yeah. I mean, they, the, I don't know if you knew this, but the rate of suicide rose I was just gonna from say the people who, um, 
veterans, yeah. the, the active, the, the veterans, their suicide rate went up almost 50% because mm-hmm. they were alone and they didn't have any way to have the outlet of connection with people. Yeah. And like, you can have connection on social media. You can have connection via a, a screen in between you, but there is something different about having physical connection with somebody sitting in the same room, having a conversation yeah. versus being on the phone yeah. and being blocked off. It's, it does something different does. to you. It messes with your Even the strongest of people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. And I think even if, because I can hear it now, someone being like, well, I'm an introvert. I love to be alone. But here's the thing about this. You may very well love being alone, and you may very well be an introvert, but you have the option to not be alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we take that option away, that's when it gets very sticky. Yeah. But I think also in, in, in that, I know a lot of introverts and I always remind them you being an introvert going and being alone is what charges you when you have that time to go and charge, you know, it's like plugging your phone in. You have the opportunity to go and charge. You still come back out and you're around people. And while it will deplete your battery for sure, it's still good for you Mm -hmm. to be out around people. And then you can go back and have your alone time. Mm -hmm. I have four kids and a husband and a dog and two cats. I am never alone. (laughs) Never. I mean, I'm in the car and I'm just like, I'm by myself. Yeah. When you text me and you're like, it's fine. I was like, she's probably, I'm fine. Yeah. I was like, no worries. No worries. I'm just, I'm sitting here in the quiet listening to the radio. But if I turn the radio off, I think silence would have absolutely deafening. Yeah. It's, it's deafening. Mm -hmm. It's, absolutely awful Matthew said just yesterday it was very and Matthew's very introverted <laughs> like but he we were playing this game it's like you ask questions or whatever and I, one of the questions was I was like what is something that you think people misunderstand about you miss have a misunderstanding and he said I think that they they know I'm introverted but what'd you say uh that they misunderstand that I need that time to recharge and mm-hmm. it's not because I'm angry or it's not because I you know I think they don't understand that that actually is needed for me. Yeah. Yeah. However, like you're saying, I do come out and it causes, it's yeah. just like, for me, it's being around people is what charges me mm-hmm. and makes me feel better. So like when I leave here and I'm around, like I go home today, I'm going to go home charged because I'm around people that yeah. are not my, right. my kids. And I don't, I don't mean anything against that with no, my kids because I love my kids, yeah. but sometimes you just need that different atmosphere, the different atmosphere, um, or the community, mm-hmm. you know, that having that. Well, going bit. home, I mean, it's it's safe place, hopefully, um, for people. But it's also like you have bills. You have to cook dinner. You have to, like, it's just, you know, like life. You're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, right. so, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get home and they'll be like, Mom, what's for dinner? Yeah, and so like, getting oh, I already out. put it in the crock pot for today. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, go, Mom. Go, Mom. Um, but get to ahead. get out of that isn't because you have to have a lack of love for your children or your family it's just like I just need some time <laughs> like I, my one big thought though and I feel this may bite people I don't know mm. I don't know what the word is I don't know whatever um I really feel like since the invention of social media you've got Facebook Twitter or is it still called Twitter somebody said it's called X or yes. oh, whatever I don't have it that's how I know I don't know what's called. Or is social media? TikTok, yeah, like know. TikTok and what's the other? Instagram and Snapchat. Snapchat, all that things. When that became the big situ, that became the big thing. Everybody knows people. Like I think I have like twelve hundred friends on Facebook. Does that mean I know twelve hundred people? I mean, maybe I know their name. I know their. Per- I know who they are as yeah. a person. Would I consider them part of my community? 
Mm, Probably not. But I really believe that since the invention of the social media, the it's very coincidental that the mental health industry became Mm -hmm. huge. Like everybody is struggling with mental health issues. I mean, I do myself and, but social media, it's like, it makes you feel like you have a friend there, but really you don't. I mean, these people can be literally texting you one thing on a Facebook or whatever. And then behind your back, they're talking about you Mm -hmm. to somebody else on the exact same app that you're using to talk to them with. So for me, it's like, I feel like social media is not a community. And I feel like people think that social media is, Oh, I have a community of followers. No, you have followers Mm -hmm. that doesn't make them your community. Mm -hmm. Most of those people will not drop everything to be there for you. Uh, They're just followers. Mm -hmm. They, they care about what you're doing, but they don't care about how to help you. The sad part is, is we put so much work in the, having the following but we're not putting in the work of the relationships right Mm. and so we're missing out completely on what that actually means and so you see oh he has 100 followers i have 25 followers i must be this awful person like instead of saying you know what he has a he may have 100 but maybe he only has one relationship i have 25 relations like you know what i mean it's or it's how many likes did you get and i'm like does it matter i liked it that's why i shared it i don't care if you liked it (laughs) i mean yeah. It's, it's, it's a comparison game. Yeah. It, it yeah. Will. Well, but comparison yeah. is the thief of joy, yeah, you know? So, is. I mean, you've got... Yeah, you pros oh, and cons. You've with got it. pros yeah. and cons. So, I mean... And I, it's um, just up to you, I think, individually to to did realize... You, read my book? you have a book? Yeah. I didn't I know you had a book. Corey's plugging in. <laughs> I don't know you had a book. <laughs> um, if you give it, if you tell me what it is, I'll read it because I like to read books. It's a good... It's a it's I, small I, and good. I like to read books that have intention that tell me a story i'm not like i'm fine with reading a fiction you know whatever it's it's not necessarily a wasted time for me it's more along the lines of it's like oh okay that was cool nothing in it was real i want to know what the real stuff is like yeah i feel like it makes you fantasize about stuff but then you're like yeah, I used to struggle really with that really hard, really like fiction books being, but I'm going to try this year. I want to try, like I've never read the Harry Potter, Potter uh, same. series. Never read them. I'm nope. going to try. I think I'm going to I am just not for me. I'm, long. there's so many, so <laughs> did you say it's too long? Yeah. <laughs> I, that's funny to me. I, listen, I would encourage you, uh, Frank E. Preddy has written some amazing books that are considered fiction, but they're Christian, uh, Christian fiction. And he has a book. It's a two part series called, um, in this, in the darkness, and this present darkness, yep. I think whatever, mm-hmm. best books. They are long, but they are so good because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot of fiction of like the characters, but the spiritual aspect to Thank it you. is so yeah. very real that it's like a perfect. It's just a, it's a really good book, yeah, and I think I you'll like, be like, oh my gosh, these books are so good. Yeah, I'll definitely. <laughs> these are so read great. It. I'll They're try one of it my. Out. He's a great um, author that writes some that Christian fiction, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like you're learning stuff and like, right. Yeah. But it's not as like gut wrenching. It's not going to be like, you, you need to pay your. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is like one of the, one of he talks about um, in this present darkness, I think is this, it's the second one. He talks about the talons and he's talking about these spirits that have attached themselves to this person who's causing this person to do all these things. And he talks about the talons and how the talons, like bird talons and Mm -hmm. how they like have sunk themselves into the person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, that's such a, that's such a good, um, visual, there you go. Visual representation of what 
evil does in mm-hmm. a Christian's life, like yeah. how it connects itself to us sure. and it stays and how a lot of times we're just like, oh yeah, uh... Yeah, just, just have this giant thing a, on my back. Just got a giant thing on my back. Don't worry. Yeah, don't look yeah, at it. No, it's no it's there. I haven't um, removed the talons. Right. So, you know, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. Because yeah. it's not just something you can just go and right. wipe off. Yeah. It's not it that anybody work. just saw what I just did. And it but, hurts. You know, and it hurts. And there's pain from it. So you got to read it. Okay. Yeah. You gotta I would love it. to. Um, you know, when we are talking about social media, something that I thought about is that I think it's wild because, well, I was actually completely lost my thought, but it's back. So I, I was ta- I was trying to I was Felt. trying to yeah I was trying to find something to talk about just then, but now I have it. Um, but I literally I, told her before this started, I was like, "Hey, you're gonna have to make sure you keep me on track because I will lose my train of thought and it'll derail, and we won't even know what we're talking about." You didn't know you were gonna keep me on track, and I didn't but, realize it was gonna be me. Yeah, um, <laughs> some pathetic speaking yeah. right there. But uh, shoot, oh, okay, <laughs> the groups. Sorry, community. I'm glad it was shoot. Um, yeah. Um, but on Facebook, you're talking about like how that's not community. And, that, and I would agree. And I know there's so many people, and I would love to talk to them, that would argue this. Mm-hmm. Um, because they may have had success with community online. Um, I think there's a time and a place for it. But I do think sure. you need. So Kelsey was, on, was someone that we had on. And she was talking about how she had a lot of support for her son. Um, she has uh, some with disabilities. And so she found a group there. I think that's great. I think go and do that. That's perfect. Perfect. Um, Matthew has had a some uh, communities called Higher Score Gaming, and they play games together, and they talk about Jesus, all this stuff. But they they were like, let's meet up. I think when you mm-hmm. say, hey, let's meet up, that takes it from. It's a starting <laughs> point. And, yeah. and you get a lot of accountability that yeah. way. It, it takes away imagination to this is a real friend that I could talk to. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's the big thing with community is accountability. Yeah. You have people who are there to help keep you that's good. in alignment. Um, I think for me, I know for me having been sober, had my community continued to be those who I was with, um, that were still drug users would that have been a positive community for me? No, right, because they would have been yeah. like, "Oh, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, man, you're boring now. Come yeah. on, come do this with us." I'm like, "Oh, okay." But having removed myself from that mm-hmm. and put myself into a community um, that was a positive influence, yeah, it's hard. Sure. You know, it's hard to walk away from what you know and what you're comfortable with. Like, yeah. I knew those people. I grew up with those people. I was close with those people. I shared a lot of life with those people. Mm -hmm. And that was what I considered to be, you know, like a home, like those were my people. And when I left that, I actually moved from Michigan to Tennessee. Um, and I surrounded myself with a new community of people who are like, Hey, how you doing today? You know, are you, are you okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm 17 and a half years sober now, like as of today, but I still thanks. I still, sometimes struggle with that sure. going back to man it would be so great to just do something illegal right yeah. now you yeah. know and 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 have and just <laughs> when there's the storms arise when the things happen when your kids yeah. drive you crazy all day when someone that you work with the just escape. really yeah. you know there's those days and it's like I could literally I could literally just go 
toke up in the bathroom right now and I'd be okay. Yeah. yeah. I could go snort something in the bathroom and I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. But in all reality, that's not, that's not what's going to make it better. Right. Yeah. And so to have that community of people who hold you accountable that you can reach out and just be like, Hannah, listen, this person, I'm struggling with this today. And the desire to go <laughs> hit the bong is like, it's there. It's there. I want to do it. And that person can, you know, Hannah could be like, whoa, hold on a minute. You know, can I come? Oh, no, no, (laughs) no, you can't come. It's the, um, it's the holding you accountable because when somebody said to me back, it was a few years ago, I was really struggling with some things and said, is it worth throwing away that 15 years of sobriety for that one minute? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, it's not. Okay. You're right. You're right. Can we, I know I'm Matthew's going to hate me because I'm like, but I know we have to land the plane soon. But, oh, no. But. Really? Going yeah, fast. I know. It does so <laughs> fast. But something I wonder is, so AACR, anything that's, you know, has to do with a big addiction, like, it seems like the community there, it's the dog, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we both were like, what was that? <laughs> it's just the ghost down the hallway. Yeah. Um, but it seems like those, those communities are, yeah, they're scratch at the door, um, is amazing because so just what you said for instance hey i've been sober 15 years i'm having this thought like i won't do mm-hmm. it but the thoughts they are whatever okay. there is absolutely no like help like there's like no judgment it's just like oh man i'm i know what you mean blah 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 let's talk through it but i feel like a lot of times where it gets hairy in the christian world is that we think if you have that thought after being quote unquote healed from something that means you're not healed anymore. Mm. And that is not the case at all. No, not. That's In fact, I think no. you're doing the most godly thing you can yeah. do by sharing what is happening exactly. inside. Yeah. And, and I think that's just, what it says, you know, scripture tells us that we're supposed to share our testimony. We're, you know, that's that's important for us because when you speak it out and you say yeah. the things that you've gone through, you've struggled through, you have power over that to say, "I have conquered that through Christ." Yeah. I have conquered that and you can too and we're going to yeah. get there together mm-hmm. like we can make it work yeah. and and make it better i think that's we the, have this in the yeah. church world oftentimes Ooh. is we share <laughs> that we're struggling and then that person goes and share it with someone else yeah. mm. and that breaks the, the relationship and the trust and the bond and it's like oftentimes it's hard to build that back up with you trusting someone else there and is, usually you're missing a very big key yeah, conversation exactly. point it's just like hey i hey cory i'm struggling with uh, a porn addiction or whatever, yeah. right? And then you just go and be like, hey, Hannah's watching porn. Like, that's yeah. not what I said. That's <laughs> not what I not, said. Nowhere like, close to what you, you said. Know, that is, there's a, a Christian comedian, or she's not a Christian comedian, um, but she's a comedian. She's married to a Christian. And she... That's the same thing. It, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure... Is Angela Nicole Johnson. Um, she, she talks about prayer request mm-hmm. becomes the gossip bar mm-hmm. and how you can say, oh... You know, sister, she <laughs> pregnant with a third baby daddy. But we going to pray for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We going to pray that she has a healthy baby because we all know that mm-hmm. that baby is not going to come out because he was doing drugs and she probably is yeah. too. But, you know, and they go ooh, they go through that and they it becomes that gossip bar. And so you mm-hmm. become uncomfortable sharing yeah. and then isolation. your prayer request and then yeah. the isolation yeah. kicks in. And the shame and the guilt. And, and, and the, the, oh, well, and I know that we've t- you've talked about mental health and I have struggled with mental health for a few years um, since I had postpartum depression, but um, it's like you share a prayer 
hey, I'm really struggling with this. Mm -hmm. And it's making it really hard to just be alive right Mm -hmm. now. And they're like, well, let's pray about it. And then they pray, oh, you're fine. You're good. And then you walk away and you're like, I'm still really struggling with this. But they said, they said, they prayed about it and that it's okay. And I feel like that's not, that is not it. I feel like, and I'm just going to say this is at, and that, that example you just did is a very popular example. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's a sad excuse of saying you're going to be there for someone. Mm. Just praying and walking away is not there. No, no, I am a person of action. If you say you're going to pray, I expect for you to pray. And you get a lot of people on, you know, Facebook, whatever. Oh, pray for me, whatever. And then you see 500 comments or 20 comments, whatever, praying for you, praying for you. How many of those people (laughs) are actually, oh yeah, the prayer hands, (laughs) which somebody said those aren't prayer hands, it's high five. And I was like, okay, whatever. But they said, oh, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you, praying for you, praying for you. And how many of those people are actually stopping what they're doing and actually lifting a prayer up for you? Because if you were to take a poll, you'd be really surprised at how many people actually stop and pray. I'm a very intentional person. I teach my children about being intentional, like with gift giving or being intentional with when you speak to somebody, you look at them and you talk to Mm -hmm. them and you connect with them on a different level. And I am a very intentional person. If you post something, you need prayer. Please know if I say I'm praying, I am, I am praying. I am pleading the blood of Jesus. I am attending. I am storming the gates of heaven. I am going to the throne and I am laying you before the Lord because that's what we're supposed to do. And when you just say, Oh, I'm praying for you. Most people know, yeah, they said they're praying for me, but we all know that they're not. Or like, I haven't talked to that person in years. And and I, and I want (laughs) to say that like, I don't know someone's heart. I want to do put that in there, but it's just because like, I mean, I don't know really. I mean, I know people that like Corey, I know is always going to pray for me. Like, you know, I Mm -hmm. know that I have people in my corner but something I started doing is because I really would put, hey, I'm praying for you or something. And I had like, I would forget. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I knew this about myself. And eventually I started saying, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to actually call that person and say, hey, what's going Like, you want to pray together? Or, hey, mm-hmm. if there, is there something I could kind of drop off a meal to you? Can I, you know, do this or another? Because for me, that's just a Hannah thing. It's like, I won't, but that's putting, but that's putting community into action. And that's where more people need to realize when you say, Hey, I'm praying for you. And then you stop and go, okay, what can I do for this person? Hey, you know what? They're probably struggling with this. I'm going to take them a meal. I'm going to contact them and be like, Hey, can I feed your family? Hey, can I put gas in your car? Is there anything I can do that will actually help you in this situation Mm -hmm. and take stress off? That's a, that's a huge thing. The Bible warns us about that. Yeah. Um, us knowing what is right to do and not doing it is still sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just us being able to wrap our minds around, you know, what you're just saying, just having actual action to it. Not not just having the words, but actually putting action and to it. And when that. you do, you're actually, and I feel like that's where we lack in the community, in, in, in having community, mm-hmm. is we're big sayers, but we're not doers. Mm-hmm. And a community of people should be doers. Um, I wrote down on my notes because I, I really, I really feel like this is so important, not only in marriages, but in relationships in general. Um, if you haven't done to find out your five love languages, mm-hmm. like it's so important. And in the community, there should be someone who represents a different yeah. form of those languages. And I was telling my husband about this and he was like, um, 
what about physical touch? <laughs> and I was like, okay, do you, have you ever met somebody that gives the best hugs? Mm-hmm. You just need that hug. You just yeah. need the hug. Or knows when. Or knows yeah. when to hug and knows when to not let go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, I think I read somewhere recently that the Disney, when you go to the Disney parks, if a child hugs one of the characters, they are not to let go mm-hmm. of the child until the child lets go. Mm-hmm. Because it's the mm-hmm. way that that child feels that connection. And I read that, I think I read that a few years ago. And so then I started implementing that just the thought of it. And sometimes we let go way too soon. And so when we hold our kids and they haven't let go of us, it's because they are not ready to let go. They still need that connection. And so in that physical touch is, is just physically being there. Even if it's just putting your hand on somebody's back, that can be the physical touch. It's dangerous to think that it's only sex. That it's yeah. sexual. Yeah. Because in a marriage, that does not always no. mean that physical touch is like, hey, yeah, let's get, to let's the, get the physical touch. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin yeah. Gaye in the yeah, background. Right. No. It is sometimes the physical touch can just be walking through a room and putting your hand on them. Yeah. And and for some people that's they just need that. Yeah. They just need that endorphin release when you touch them. Yeah. It doesn't have to be <laughs> it's not it's always is yeah I, i'm a firm believer that the five love language uh dr gary chapman knew what he was doing friendships and oh yeah oh yeah. and that's Absolutely. i mean in your community if you look who is the person in your like if you were just to sit and think about your closest people right now who is your physical touch mm-hmm. you, you know that you're going to know somebody who's going to be the one that's like oh hey and they're going to yeah. want to hug you or if you leave they're going to want to hug you or they're going to high five or fist bump whatever that's who that is your words of affirmation I will just tell you as a mom, words of affirmation is my biggest one. Mm-hmm. And I need someone to say, hey, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Or, hey, man, this this dinner, so top good. notch. Yeah. <laughs> man, that toilet looks really clean. You know, I just need just need yeah. some kind of, you did a great I job. That, yeah. I mean, so who in your group is the one that builds other people up? Mm. Who in that community is building people up? You have um, – acts of service yeah. who is the person that's like organizing the acts of service hey guys you know what let's go let's go do this for so and so let's do something for that person that's down in the dumps that needs the meal yeah. that needs to feel yeah the connection mm-hmm. who is the one that is the gift giver there's always one person yeah that's like oh i thought about you mm. i thought about you and i picked up this chocolate bar because I know that you love right. Hershey's with almonds and yeah. I found it and mm-hmm. I saw it and I was like, Oh, you know what? Hannah would really like that. Right. And that, that is part of that's, that's a great, it's so that's a great idea. building. Yeah. Um, I'm just making sure I got them all. Cause my, my brain is, I did physical touch words of affirmation, access quality, quality time. Who is the organizer of <laughs> your quality time? You know that there is in the group, someone who's going to be like, Hey, come to my house. Let's have game night. Yeah. Let's all go out to dinner together. If you're looking in your community of people, you should be able to see those people. And if you don't have that person, is your community really a community? Mm-hmm. Like that's a something important. Yeah. Like I love look that. around yeah. you. Yeah. Look around you and, and see you'll who you grow. are. Like so if I'm not accessor as you are, but I'm friends with you, seeing them, I'm like, oh, I'll go with you. Yeah. Like, you know, I want to hang out, that's fine. But then all of a sudden we're like doing something really yeah. cool of acts of service and I'm like that wasn't too bad. That was that, cool. was, that was pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, and nine times, yeah, and yeah. nine times out of ten, if you look at that person and they are the physical touch person, they are the acts of service person, that is how they receive love too. Mm-hmm. And because you will act out how you want to receive 
yeah, that love yeah. to other people. So if I'm bringing you a chocolate, because I saw that you, you know, I saw it and I was like, oh, Hannah really likes that. I'm going to get that for her. Know that. You're she, like, please bring me a ten size. <laughs> know in the end, know in the end that I'm going, hmm, it'd be really nice if somebody brought exactly. me a chocolate. Yeah. You know, like you think about that and it's not, that does not mean that you're a selfish person. That does not mean that you are greedy Mm -hmm. it just means that's how you show love and in your community if you have those people who are willing to be those love languages for you man is your bucket going to be full you know and your community is going to be great but also for the love of all things good in this world Mm -hmm. stop not bringing people in Mm -hmm. because that is when the community stops and your communities become a click Click. and don't this is one thing that happened to me and this really bothers me. There's a stipulation on the fringe. In the, yeah, that might and be. it's like, oh, well, when it was just me and my oldest daughter, I was a single mom. Well, I don't think Jessica can afford it. So we're not going to invite mm. her. <laughs> How do you know I can't afford it? <laughs> do you pay my bills? No, you get do not pay pockets. my bills. You get yeah. out of my pocket. But guess what? I probably wouldn't have been able to afford it, but you don't know that. And that's making assumptions. Let me and make let me make the decision. Because when you don't, would be yeah, when you right. don't actually extend the invitation, yeah. then those people automatically right. feel cut out of that community yeah. immediately. I'm like really bad about that. As far as like, literally Corey would be like, Hey, tomorrow I can't do anything all day. I am out of commission. I have this and this. I'm like, okay. And then I got the, and I'm like, Hey Corey, you want to go out to eat? I know you, I know you probably can't. I just want to know. You're invited. <laughs> right. Because some people, I, I mean, I know these people. And if they hear me say this, they're going to go, oh, she's talking about me. You're right. I'm talking about you. <laughs> There's people who, if you do not invite them, personally say, if you say something like, yeah, we're going to go fix this guy's truck. Um, do you want to come? They won't go. They won't go. Because you said, do you want to? Mm-hmm. If you say, hey, we're going to fix this mm-hmm. truck. We want you to come with us they would snap to it really fast because it's the, I want you to not the, well, do you? Because then you leave them the option Mm -hmm. and they don't want to be an option. They want to be wanted. And I know so many people who are like that. I'm just like, (laughs) sometimes I'm just like, okay, let me backtrack. I want you to come. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I am am personally inviting you for purpose. (laughs) I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to (laughs) being intentional about learning. Mm-hmm. and about listening and knowing these people because you know at the end of the day that's what's going to get you that community that's what's going to get you a step closer I'm not saying overnight it's going to happen I'm working on it still yeah um, I think we're all still working yeah on it. we're all so, learning but I think we can get there um gosh I want to keep going so badly mm-hmm. it's part um, two yeah can well, we do part two we'll have to do part two <laughs> I know it's like um but real before we we get off here. I do want to mention your jams. Oh yeah. <laughs> because so aside from being mom and wife, wife and pet person, and all the things, all the things I wear many hats. Yes. Jessica has her own business of jams. Like, yeah. Like the food jam is it jams of food jams and jellies yeah, yeah. it's a, technically so like a condiment yeah. yeah I own Jessica's jams and jellies a lot of people in Tullahoma know me as the jam mm-hmm. lady yes been in business for um, about four years now and um, I'm really so I'm really um, I'm a big stickler on following safe practices and I get oh well, can you make this I'm like oh well 
<laughs> I don't know. Let me look if I can make the acidic level right. Like I'm weird about that kind of stuff. But again, like I said, I'm a Monica across oh. the board. It's got to be right. It's so good. So I got a jam plan yes. for any of my friends <laughs> fans out there. So I'm Monica we, with a jam plan. <laughs> we will. What we'll do is on uh, Jessica's video on anything we put on social media for Jessica, we'll we'll put a little link or something to you so Sweet. you guys can. So you can see, um, help this small gym. business, yeah, mama. small business, and uh, small we want to make mama. sure we are supporting that. So, um, man, this was fun. This is fun. Good convo. I've had a great time. Had I was actually time. really nervous, and oh, I was like, no. "Oh, it'll be okay." <laughs> uh, I'm glad when you saw the room, you're like, "This is so cozy," and I was like, "It okay, is so good. cozy with a yeah. little coffee maker and." Yeah. <laughs> Life hap- life begins after coffee, which yes. is so true. Yes. I don't even like coffee. That's for the people who like it. So I just and you sit right next to it. I so do. like you gotta smell it and like It smells great. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah. the smell, but I don't have to drink it. So um yeah. <laughs> so I envision a part two for sure. Um, I'm in. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And of course. For stepping Thanks for having me. Yeah, for stepping into hey, I disagree, but it's out of not a mean disagree, just I want to talk about what's important about the lack of so yeah and I, up. Okay. I i do want to mention one thing adrian calderwood that's all i wanted oh to say my God. <laughs> yeah we Please always have i just want to make sure i mention adrian shout out to adrian yeah. love her so much the <laughs> whole calderwood family you have to mention i'm calderwood. legit if i know the calderwoods i'm just saying that's right yeah Corey, did you have something no all right matthew you good he was gonna say i adrian thought he too. yeah i thought he was gonna this say whole, this whole time yeah. wasn't all right well we love you and we